You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys, welcome to session 11. So pumped for you to hear about Erica's final launch results, what happened, what occurred, what she ended the program with, all that kind of stuff. And then also what's coming up for her as she moves forward and past that. You know, I think that sometimes after a big launch, we can feel like a lot of different things afterwards. It really, you know, depends on circumstance and person, but I think it'll be really beautiful for you to hear what comes up for her and how she's navigating it and really get to kind of see what we've been uh, working toward this whole season so far. I think, you know, I think right away she brought up how much this mastermind was exciting her. And so you're going to get to hear this session, how it all comes to fruition. So here we go. Hi. Hi. How does it feel to be sold out? (laughs) Amazing. Or, Or shall I say oversold? Yes, you should say that because that is the truth. The truth is oversold. Yeah, the truth is unbelievable and yet so believable at the same time. So excited for Erica that she was able to oversell her launch to hit 16 enrollments and how special that is. Um, You know, obviously there are so many reasons this launch worked, but one of the things I really just want to point out here is how in our last session, she really got locked into the idea that like 10 was the original goal anyway. And she had hit that at that time. And just like getting in that place of detachment of being like, you know, I'm obviously going to keep going, but gosh, like I've already achieved so much, like 10 would be amazing no matter what. And I feel like to a lot of our brains, it feels like that's giving up or that's acquiescing or that's like, you know, deciding it's like quote unquote good enough. And I, what I really want you to see here is like, I think that that's actually what let her keep going and really take this launch over the edge because she was in that energy of it all feeling like a win already and of it all feeling amazing. And I really feel like that just translated into the end of her launch and built the momentum even further. So please don't think that detachment or celebrating where you're at gets you less of what you want. I always, always, always see it be the thing that gets someone more of what they want and even better, right? Like not only did she hit 15, she actually hit 16. So it's like really incredible to see that like it in no way, you know, impeded her progress or held her back. It actually made the rest of the launch even more useful and enjoyable for her. You know, what I think is so amazing about it is how like the last time we spoke, it was like, hey, if it was 10, 10 would be amazing. That was the original goal anyway. And then from that point, it feels like it took off and then you hit 16. It's like as soon as you were in that place of like, it's all good no matter what. It was like, yeah. oh, there's this person. There's this person. There's this per-, Like, right? Yeah. And I mentioned in my form, even one of the people that backed out uh, right. that initially said yes of those initial five that joined, two backed out. She was one of them. She came back on the last day at like 7 p.m. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I've changed my mind. I've got to do this. Fuck the money. Like, I've got the money. What am I thinking? And she's like, send me the thing. I'll pay in full. <laughs> Freaking amazing, right? And you just stayed in it with her and you were like, here's my reflection. Here's this. She thought about it. She probably got more of your emails and then came back. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. If so you love exciting. If you love someone, let them go. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if they come back, it was meant to be. Oh my God. That's so funny. It's so true. <laughs> so yeah. cool. So one really cool thing that I want to focus on here for a second is how one of the people that backed out at the beginning of the launch actually came back at the very, very, very end. And why that's so important is because you'll remember that Eric and I had conversations about not taking that no as a definite and just being willing to engage with that person and engage in conversation with them. And that's exactly what Erica did. And at the time, it didn't necessarily seem like that had worked. 
but obviously this person went away and really thought about it and came back and was able to, you know, get past whatever fear was in her way and really, you know, step into the program. So I think it's just beautiful to see that, you know, it's so easy to take those things as definites. It's so easy to decide, like, if that one conversation didn't end in a perfect yes, that it won't. And that is just not how most humans work. It's not how most of our buying behavior works. Um, and so just really being able to see that you know, completely play out where she was one of the first people in, backed out, they had a beautiful conversation. She was still a no at that time, thought about it, thought about it, thought about it at 7 p.m. last day, shows back up, decides it's for her and steps in. Like these are the amazing things that can happen when we meet our humans where they're at. I will try to keep this short because I could get on a soapbox about this all day, but you know, that idea that like someone has to be a hell yes and immediately with zero objections or like they can go away, I think is so harmful and really like does not take into account like the humans or the human condition. Um, and so it's just beautiful to see this play out. Like Erica really stayed open and, you know, invested in this human and in this conversation. And obviously now she gets to have this amazing experience of being in the program. So I hope it's just evidence that it is so, so, so worth it to do those things. And that usually it works out in a way that is best for everyone. Yeah. So that was amazing. I think just the, the, the funny thing is just the trajectory of my launches now, like I launched my first course, December, 2019, it was super successful and like I had nothing to compare compare it to yeah, yeah. but it was su super successful in my eyes um and then the second time we launched it I was like uh like 20k is my goal and we hit like nine and I was like oh I'm a little bit bummed like I still increased 40 percent but I was still a bit bummed and then we went from nine to 56 <laughs> 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 talking about so, a quantum leap right mm. yeah definitely quantum leap which is interesting it's like a little bit of the ketchup bottle effect yeah um, I also think what's really helpful is like it just shows us not to make anything mean anything sometimes where it's like you know you could make the 9k really mean something or you could be like oh no, like we increased by 40%, there's more evidence. And then like, that's what lets you take the quantum leap. But I think, you know, if you had been like, this means my audience is like never going to buy or da, 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 like, right. Mm, it'd be yeah. so much harder to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So no, I'm just so, so, so thrilled. And we were going to celebrate and then we got super sick. So. I know. <laughs> Oh, you were sick twice this launch. You've like really been in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reality of having a toddler in daycare. Yep. It's like so intense and grueling. <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. But um, but again, there's a celebration in that, just how we managed to really ride ride the circumstances, whatever, whatever we got. And yeah. um and it has meant that I've been feeling a little bit pressured this week because things yeah. have piled up. Uh, but I have I the best clients. So I was just like, hey, I'm sick. I'll talk to you later. And they're like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I think what's beautiful to see is not that you want to be sick every launch, but just to like have those moments <laughs> no. where you can see. Yeah, like we're not we're not calling that in. But to have those moments where you see like, oh, I can be sick twice and have like still have a quantum leap launch, still have a 56K, still get oversold. Like, it's just nice to see that the things that we perceive as barriers sometimes are not in fact barriers, right? So I feel like we hear the term quantum leap in our space a lot. And I feel like, you know, so many of us almost want to get focused on like, how do we force that? How do we create that? How do we make that happen? Do you know what I mean? And I really think what's so helpful to see about this quantum leap that just occurred for America, you know, going from like a 9K launch to a 56K launch is seeing that nothing was that forced or even that different. Like obviously the program's a little bit different, like all of that kind of stuff, but like it wasn't like, let's force a quantum leap. This is the moment. What we really did was go, 
what's lighting you the fuck up? And then how do we get rid of all the barriers that say you can't have that? And how do we make it feel easy and good in the process? So, you know, again, I think sometimes when we think quantum leap, it feels like a push, a force, a thing we have to do, a thing we have to hack or something like that. And what I really just want to illustrate here is like this huge leap of like what? five or six times in her previous launch, that's happening because she really followed what was exciting to her. She really tried to make the process feel useful and good. And she worked through every piece of crap that comes up in our brains along the way. This is the stuff that growth is made of, and it is not the sexy stuff. And it is not the stuff that, you know, feels like the ultimate hack or something. But in my experience, it is over and over again. And so I hope that just gives you a little bit of permission that sometimes it's just about continuing down the path that feels really good to you. And that's where quantum leaps appear. Yeah. I'd rather Doesn't go on a holiday, fun, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's schedule <laughs> yeah. a holiday next launch. <laughs> that's it. That's a good one. I feel like you should just like book that in like next launch Eagles holiday. No sickness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I hear what you're saying and I I agree and it's been it's been such a wonderful process. We've been pr- proactive pretty much the whole way through. There were a few emails that got a bit crunchy towards the end. Um but my team has felt so so at ease and um it's just been just been a really fun process. Yep, and worked really well. <laughs> I'm really fucking successful, which makes right? it even more fun. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm yeah. just so excited for you. And, you know, I think the other thing that was so helpful to see too, which is like helpful for future launches and launch mindset is like, I think it's so easy to get in the headspace of like everyone who would have bought has bought. And that wasn't true. Like you had multiple people on the last day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think we got like three or three, maybe four the yeah. last day. Um, and then a sneaky one that snuck in in the morning. So we yep. made it to 16. Yeah. Which is just so good to see where it's like, it can feel like, oh my God, like I've said everything. They've heard everything. And it's like, nope, they will come in at the end there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And some people have even shared that on the first call and in the community that they were back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and procrastinating and then the deadline came and they made they they decided to join so I mean I always see it depends a little bit like I don't I don't know if these are sort of general numbers but um I usually like usually there's a 50 60 percent conversion throughout the the whole thing and then there's like a 50 or even 40 percent conversion towards the last day yep totally I think that's super super normal, honestly, which is the mindfuck of launching, but is totally, totally true. Yep. Yeah. I just think that happens all the time. It's like our buying behavior, you know, which is not true for every audience, but I think for most of our audiences, that is a true way that we interact with things, you know? Something else I want to point out here that I feel like doesn't get shared enough in our space is this idea of people always coming in at the end of a launch. Um, you know, Erica was saying, you know, getting almost 50% on the last day often. Um, I think this launch, she got at least 25% on the last day. And just how normal that is. I wouldn't say that's true for every audience. I have some clients whose audience behavior is not always that. But for a lot of us, it is. I remember the last time that we had launched Happy Magic for our Happy Thought Show audience, I think we got as many people on the last day as we had the entire launch. So I can think of a ton of of client stats around this, but basically just wanting to really share that that's normal. And that's why I'm such a big advocate of keep going in your launch, because it's so easy to get to a point where you think, well, everyone that was going to buy has already bought or everyone that, you know, I needed to hear about it has already heard about it. And like, that's just not true. And again, like, let's go back to like humans being humans and what actual buying psychology and buying behavior is not like what we quote unquote think or want them to do you know like I feel like sometimes we base it on like well it would just be better if they just bought right away (laughs) you know and like sure we might want that but that's not usually how it rolls and so that's why staying in a launch is so important really seeing it all the way through because you will be so surprised like 
how many people show up at the end. So Erica got what, like four people within the last day, I think. Well, you know, it would have been great if she ended her launch at 12 and that still would have been successful, but what a difference maker that is in taking her not just to sold out, but oversold because she stayed in it and see that, saw that all the way through. So that is really my advice to you. Please know that this is so normal. It is happening to a lot, if not most people launching in our space. And that is why it is so crucial to stay in it. Yeah. So we're going to celebrate um, this week. It's actually my wedding okay. anniversary today. So we're going to oh celebrate gosh, that Oh my gosh, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. How long? Um, uh, three years married. So good. Congratulations. 18 years. 18 years Together. of knowing each other. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So much yeah. to celebrate there. <laughs> yeah, there is. So we're going to uh, celebrate this week. And uh, I finally managed to complete week two because I don't know if it was just the pressure. I've been feeling this like, oh, my God, we sold out. There's so many people. There's so much money. Like, I have to provide the best program and like mm -hmm. everything has to be perfect. And I know so many things, how to choose. I want to teach them everything. <laughs> uh. So I was really struggling with the creation process yesterday, creating yeah. the session and choosing which practices, but then it felt like it kind of clicked um, and feeling like I don't have to teach them everything in two weeks. We actually have 13 weeks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why you built it that way, right? Yeah. So there's time <clears throat> and there's also a lot of like indirect learning. So not everything has to be taught via sessions. It's just good to speak this out loud now as I'm thinking about it, but every, not everything has to be taught in session or like in a practice, but it can also come through in the questions that they ask and in the conversations yes. in the community and just in the spaciousness. And also I don't have to teach them everything, like explicitly teach them everything. They will also like learn it through the practices. So I'm just reminding myself of that. And that's the beauty of the container as you've created it is that it is holistic in that sense where teaching and practices are a part of it. And then like their participation, engagement, all of that is a big part of it. And so, you know, almost seeing it as like it, like I intentionally designed it like that. That's why it's not yeah. just like, oh, go take this thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> So I have to remind myself of that because I did feel, I, I think it's also the like, coming out of uh, intense sickness and uh, and feeling that pressure and like all deadline-y. Um, and it's always hard to to feel creative under a really like heavy deadline or like a yep. time pressure. Especially when your brain is just like kind of getting back to normal from being sick and stuff too. Yeah. I'm going to try and get a little bit ahead. Um and then and then see how it goes um, because I've also then I also started feeling pressure to like oh the next launches and oh the new course and like oh there's no time and then I was looking at my schedule and just freaking out and <laughs> uh, feeling like oh my god no there's so much to do there's no time oh no I have to onboard this new um, Team member, like I started to feel really like that old familiar feeling of like overwhelm or it's mm. not overwhelm. It's more pressure and time scarcity. Yeah, totally. Does it feel um, like obviously you're kind of like laughing about it and teasing yourself about it now, but so does it feel like real, like we really need to maybe move some stuff or it just feels like more like it's. A, a symptom of like having just come off a big lunch, long lunch, lunch, being really sick, etc. Um, I think, I think there's an invitation to really come back to what we have been talking about before about working smart and efficiently and like not wasting time on social media, which I have attended like. Like there's a, uh, it's it's a little bit of a flight response, um, mm -hmm. or like flight mechanism slash soothing slash like numbing checking out, but also incredibly um, wasteful of my time and mm -hmm. time is such a precious resource now that uh, I should not be wasting any time. Um, 
So I think it's just um, <laughs> my <clears throat> my husband introduced me to this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. Do you know mm-hmm. about it? Yep, yep. Mm. And uh, the is it the seventh principle of sharpening the saw? I don't know if it's uh, seven or not. It's been a while, but yeah, I definitely yeah. Do remember that one. Anyway, mm. one of the principles is sharpening the saw before you right cut down the tree, yep. and that's that. I feel like I really need to do that, mm-hmm. um, and that is also one of my, I would say, weakest like qualities or characteristics. It's also one of my strengths because I'll I'll throw myself into anything. Like I'll do this crazy program, shameless, and make lots of money, and like, but when I but then it can also become. Uh, it can also, well, put me in the situation where I feel overwhelmed if I don't really work efficiently now. And I don't, I, I should not just sit down and do, 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 but I really need to think about and delegate and all of yes. those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have this story in my mind, I'm bad at delegating. I'm a bad leader. Mm-hmm. And so there's some stuff there. <laughs> I love my new VA listens to this, so she'll be thrilled to hear me talk about this. <laughs> She's like clapping, listening to this right now. She's like, let's talk about that. <laughs> what, what, like, try to get specific with me. Like, what, how are you, quote unquote, in your brain bad at delegating? Well, I feel like I, I've gotten over this. I don't feel like I, I can do it better myself. So there, that's not the point or that it's necessarily, um, yeah. So it's not that. Uh, I think there's a control thing around it uh, mm. that I'm just not used to. Uh, when I hired a Sam for all of the backend stuff and systems and design, I never really did that. So I never had control of that. Yeah. Mm. It was never, it was never mine. Yeah. So it was like, here's this thing. I don't want it. It's yours. Yes. But when almost like no one now, had ownership, and then she took ownership. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, like client scheduling, um, uh, like my schedule and the client scheduling, invoicing, like all of these pieces, um, communication with the clients, like back and forth. Uh, that was very much mine like that's what built the business right so there is I think there is some attachment to that um and maybe that shows up a little bit uh, I mean I've been feeling a vibration of that um but I I truly trust this person so I don't uh I think it's just a um like a lack of experience or like a lack of having really seen it work mm-hmm. yet um, and then when it comes to delegating, I just feel like I, uh, and I guess this is really human, but I, you know, because I've, because everything is my, is in my head and not really written down or like, it's not con- like, for example, here's a new birth coaching client, please onboard, onboard her. And then it's like, well, onboard her to what? Like, what is it? Yeah. You know, having to <laughs> map it all out, create everything. I, and I think it's just the time, the time investment of it that yep. feels a little bit like crunchy right now when I'd rather just be like, ah, I don't know. Like it's easier to use the system that is in place because it's faster in a way yep. than to set up this new system. But I also know that the new system will help us scale and help take so many things off my plate. So maybe I'm not bad at delegating. Maybe I'm just like feeling a little bit um, uh slowed down probably by the onboarding process and by having to explain myself all the time (laughs) I mean honestly I feel like that's the most normal struggle ever I think it's like the ultimate struggle of team building and delegation is that you have to slow down to speed up and when you're in a big growth spurt like you are or like a quantum leap like we said earlier like the idea of slow down to speed up just feels like it doesn't fucking make sense sometimes even though like it does like logically but to (coughs) our like in the moment (laughs) selves seems like it makes no sense at all so I think that's 
almost what you're talking about when you talk about like sharpening the saw too, is kind of like, I'm not taking the time to be like, wait, no, it does make sense for me to go through this process. I'm almost like, no, in this next 10 minutes, it makes the most sense for me to do it kind of thing, right? Mm. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I really had to like contain myself and not send the invoice because <laughs> we're <laughs> she's supposed to send it and yep. we're supposed mm-hmm. to send it, you know, through this new client management app. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, so I've just been feeling, feeling the the growth of that and and that and and that slowing down is definitely what do you, has oops, yeah, sorry, go on. no just that it felt like almost like a like opposing energies like slowing down while everything is growing so fast in a way and that maybe made me feel yep. like ugh exactly um, yeah what what i was going to ask you is <clears throat> what what do you think makes you like when you go to the place in your head where you're bad at it, what piece is that? Is it because you feel weird slowing down? Is it because you think you're doing a bad job in a certain way of delegating? Or like, where do we hit that? Like, I'm bad at it. Mm. I don't know. Because it's funny. Because Sam says I'm I'm the most structured and uh, clear <laughs> person to work with. And all of our launches and everything that she creates is so easy because I'm so structured and and so it's interesting when it comes to handing over these I think I think it <clears throat> I think it's actually not true at all that I'm I'm yeah. bad at delegating I think it's the the emotional energetics around the the ownership and that these are more not complex but there are more like nuances to these pieces that I'm handing yes. over mm-hmm. now and it there's just a lack of system and I think I think just having communication around that with with um, my new assistant that we're going to have to figure figure it out because it is in my head and then it's a little bit like for some like there's this there's a of course there's a a structure that we follow but there can also be individual things and different yes. pacings and different things and like an so if this fa- then that kind of setup yeah yeah, mm. yeah. so so yeah, I think it's just giving it time and like it, letting it kind of grow, and also just naming it. Like, hey, we'll find we'll find a system that really works. And at the moment, because I'm growing and because there's a lot of things on my plates, and because I get sick and because all of these things and because I'm human, maybe it's not going to be, I don't know, perfect. But I don't need exactly it have to be. what I see people struggle with a lot, and I think it's a little bit of what you're saying is that. It's almost like we bring on a new team member because shit's getting crazy and blowing up in a really, you know, positive way. But then we put all this pressure on ourselves that we should have like a perfect system and a perfect way to onboard this new team member and a perfect process. And it's like, well, the reason we're hiring them is because we don't have those things. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's because we really need the help to get those things set up. So I think almost seeing it like, this is intentionally how it works as opposed to like, I have done something wrong by not having all of this ready first. Like that's like, that's not how that works actually. (laughs) You know what I mean? Is like, no, I've done all the right things by focusing on like growing the business so that we could hire someone else so that we could build this process, but it has to work that way, not the other way. Do you know what I mean? So one of the most like normal traps we fall into when delegating is this idea of it's easier to do it versus delegate it. You know, and this is especially true when we're hiring to speed things up. Like Erica was saying, you know, it's like I'm hiring because I just took this quantum leap and I'm speeding things up, all of that. So it's so freaking hard to slow down enough to delegate. And I just want to say that this is like the thing all of us, you know, have to go through in terms of this and just really seeing that um, sometimes the counterintuitive thing is what works best. So it's like slow down to speed up. We've all heard that, right? And that is so true with delegation. And so that doesn't mean you have to create the perfect process or anything like we're talking about, but it does mean that you need to slow down enough to answer questions, give feedback, like 
dump what's in your brain so that someone else can help you. And so if you are often finding yourself feeling like you're too busy to delegate or to hire a team or whatever, I really want this to be your sign that this is exactly where it changes. Because if you don't slow down to speed up, you will burn out, <laughs> right? If Erica just keeps doing all of this herself, she's headed for burnout. She has a ton of clients now. She has a full one-on-one. -on -one. She has um, 16 enrollments in Shameless. Like it is in the moment, sense, like makes sense to feel like, oh, I'll just do it myself. But long-term, it is a crash course to burnout if you can't slow down enough to delegate more, because again, that is what will ultimately speed you up. So if you're in that, just one, wanting to normalize it, but two, also wanting to give you a challenge to change that ASAP and really rework your thinking around that because it is the most valuable thing you can do in your business when you think you're too busy to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so, so true. There's been this nagging feeling it's ever so subtly, but still present that like, oh, there's so much disorganization and it's not perfect. And and it's not true. Like there isn't like massive disorganization or it's, it's not super messy. Um, but there is the system I have been using is not a system. It's just individual solutions. Yes. And now we want a system and we want a structure and we want uh, a client management app and so there's a learning curve for everyone involved um, and a lot of back and forth and it's okay that she has to ask questions to fill in the blanks because <laughs> right exactly that's so. like almost like I think the way the place to keep coming back to is when stuff like that happens be like oh yes this is exactly why I hired her instead of like oh shoot like that means I should have had this figured out already or whatever it's like the opposite like it's like Oh yeah, perfect. I did hire you to just come ask me a lot of questions so we can get this figured out. I did hire you to like help me move to this. I did hire you to help me get systematized. Like none of that could have happened before you got here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to to really to look at it and understand it as and it's absolutely true. So So yeah. <clears throat> that feels much better. And uh I did actually manage to sit down today and like write down the client uh, the coaching structure for birth coaching and sex coaching and include all of the pieces that I think um, are needed to set everything up. So it's it's definitely moving forward. And yeah, you're doing mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if it's a little bit of um, uh, spillover or let's say from – you know, so much of that identity work that you're doing where like part of your brain still thinks that you're like this messy, reactive, <laughs> disorganized human that hasn't quite caught up with the fact that like, actually, that's not how it's playing out in the business. You're actually like really on top of it. You did spend today writing all that out. You did hire the team members as soon as you needed them, but it almost feels like your brain hasn't quite caught up to seeing you in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is some um, ego attachment to the old story and it keeps throwing old, like the old narrative at me. Yeah. Mm. So, so that, so that felt really good once I sent that over and, um, um, and we have some client and we have, I actually, um, signed a new client today so that's a celebration as well yay congrats um, so we get mm. thank you so we get to test the system on new clients yay. we're slowly moving all the existing clients over to the client app um so once it's set up it's going to feel so smooth and i can just be like hey they need to reschedule they need a schedule they need this they need that and i don't even have to touch it or think about it and i'm oh my god so, how juicy is that <laughs> uh, so good and i sat down and like i started to like well i'll just type out the draft so she gets it i was like no she's not stupid she knows what to do just <laughs> hand it over something that comes up for me too that you said earlier that i just want to circle back to for a second is this is what built the business mm. and i thought that was a really interesting statement because in some ways, I fully get what you're saying. And in some ways, 
that had nothing to do with building the business. Those were tasks you had to accomplish or whatever. But like what really built the business is your presence, your commitment to it, your like being out there and putting out amazing value, stuff like that. So it's almost like not seeing this as too intertwined to like, oh my God, this type of like onboarding and whatever is what built it. Cause that's almost what makes it harder to give away when you're like, I mean, those were tasks I had to do as part of it growing, but it's not like the crux of like what has created this, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. There's an important distinction to be made there. Yeah. Um, Because otherwise I will uh, definitely cling to the, oh, I could potentially cling to those tasks more than necessary. Um, And yeah, uh, that's not, um, yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, they're just like, small things that went into it. They're not like the meat of it, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Does that feel really true when you think about it like that? Or is there a part of you that's like, oh, but. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And I actually don't feel that attached to those things um, when I talk about it and when I think about it. I think it was the, the, just the pressure, the compounding feeling or the compounding effect of the launch, the sickness, and now like catching up yep. um, and uh, feeling a little bit like pressured by the workload and this new, well, it's not really the workload because it's not that heavy, but of course, if you're sick for a week and you don't work, she yeah. doesn't get done. And then it's like, <laughs> that's a whole week that's gone. Absolutely. Um, and we're not that ahead of time. Uh, so... Uh, so I think it was just a compounding effect. And then some of those things around, like, it's just the slowing down, the really looking at things, really organizing my brain around these things that have just been just the, the time-consuming task of writing down what I know inside my head um, and then handing that over. So I think one of the things that's really tough when you get to this point in your business where you now have multiple team members and things like that is some of the stuff you're doing feels so different compared to the stuff you used to be doing. Meaning like a lot of the stuff you used to be doing, like you, it, it was more reactive and you'd almost see that like immediate payoff from it. Cause it was like in the moment, a lot of the stuff you're doing now almost can feel like, where's the, like, where's the payoff from that? Like, I just like yeah. spent three hours writing all this shit out. Like, like, where's my like hit from that kind of thing. And so I think yeah. it's just almost like, reworking that experience a little bit where it's like seeing that as like the best time you can spend as a CEO, um, where you don't need those immediate payoffs. Like you are taking the way more like long-term approach, you know? So Erica and I were talking about like the very different way of working as a CEO, right? Like that less immediate payoff kind of thing. Like we don't get that quick hit of like getting something done, checking something off the list, like seeing something happen immediately. And so I just wanted to share, like, how can we love that in a different way? And like, I wanted to share my experience on that a little bit too. But for me, one of the kind of like pillars or, you know, company culture kind of frames that we have in a little life is nothing is an emergency because it feels really, really good for me and my team to work in a way where nothing feels like the house is on fire or there's an emergency. And so that is one of the things that has really helped me start to love that way of working as a CEO. Yes, there's less immediate payoff, but there's also way less emergency and intensity. And so that's something really beautiful to think about. We're like, yeah, sometimes we get the dopamine hit, but there's so much intensity around it. And so, yeah, we might get less of that immediate payoff, but we also get a lot more peace, (laughs) a lot more ease. And so I just wanted to share that thought because I think sometimes it feels like, well, what would I replace that with? Like, if I'm not getting that immediate payoff, what am I getting? And what you're ultimately getting is more peace, more ease, less emergencies, more forward thinking, more um, long-term view, that kind of stuff that isn't like the most immediate hit, but is the most grounding and, um, you know, like fulfilling, I think version of it that you can have. So remember that there is a different way of working with it, but there is still so much goodness that can come from it. Yeah. Yeah, It's a completely different way of working. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's, 
Yeah, sometimes there's less satisfaction, like it, instant yep. satisfaction mm -hmm. or, the, exactly. or that dopamine mm -hmm. hit that now it's done <laughs> or like now I get to hit send or and it's more that, I don't know, it's like foreplay that just, just keeps on going. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like, where is like the, the climax here, right? Like, come on. Yeah. There yeah. is a climax I want to share with you, though. Um, yes, tell me. So one of the articles that were published recently. Uh, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, led to a PR agency uh, finding me and then stalking me and then um, reaching out to me. And we had a meeting today. So it's the PR agency that represents this sex toy company that I mentioned. And oh, we, yes. Mm -hmm. And we had a meeting today and they want me to be there. Uh, marketing no they want me to be their expert I don't know what they they said something but expert like face presenter and like do mm -hmm. lots of stuff um, and uh, and they found me through this article so it's really that's pretty epic yeah yeah the exposure from that and the the ripple effects from that have been huge um, and there's a Another company as well that reached out that wanted me to like come and do, um, come and do event. Like they want me to go to events and do events and like oh, you know gosh. with lots of famous people and influencers. And I I don't care for famous people. Like I think, <laughs> and I don't necessarily <laughs> want to be famous either. My husband asked me the other day, "Do you want to be famous?" I said, "No, I don't." Um, but it's like. Really, what it is? It's 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 new door, like doors opening to Absolutely. a new, a whole new, not the elite, but like a whole new. I don't know, like level audience, cl mm. class, yeah, yeah. Mm. like I don't know. It's like there, but where there before was a glass ceiling between like me, and kind of the same like me as a worker, an employee, and now I'm the yeah. CEO of a thriving. Like it's it's yeah. very. There's a like a class journey here in terms of my business where it's going, and yep. I, I feel like I'm entering like bigger, bigger players, like yeah. entering the game of bigger players, and that and even like you playing as a thought leader in a bigger way too, of like being the expert for these companies and things like that. Like that leadership and ownership is so different, right? Yeah, it's different to do it in your own space and container, and it's different to like go out and be that everywhere, right? Yeah. So it's, it's fascinating. It's all like, again, talking about quantum leap, like it's just, yeah. uh, they want me to go to Stockholm and, uh, you know, attend these events and yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm clapping. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. So I know we talked about like, we were a little worried about like, what's the time commitment related to all that? Did that feel okay? Did you have a conversation with them about that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. And we okay, uh, we said we're going to just start with something really small and okay. and see where it goes because um, they were unsure about the time commitment and they were unsure about the compensation. Um, and because we don't know yet really what it is and what, what it's going to lead to, but they were super yeah, It's not like a job that already exists with them. It's like they're building it. They're mm -hmm. building it. And they said you could either either get paid per statement or like per per quote that you do, or yeah. you, or we could have a monthly retainer for you. So it depends. It depends on, on the workload. Um, but I did say I only really want to work with you. Like I never want there to be any emergencies. Like regardless yes. of time mm. commitment, I don't do emergencies. I don't. I don't want to. Best I don't, rule ever. Yeah, I don't want to receive emails like this has to be done by tomorrow. I have a life. I have a kid. I have a business, and uh, uh, and I work with female sexuality and health. So that is one of my like golden rules. And she was like, "Yep, neither do we. We move deadlines if possible. There's always plenty of space and time." And so that felt really good. Amazing. Good for you for like just being like, this is my value and I'm going to lead with it. Yeah. But I said, you know, let's let's just look at this as a relationship. We're just getting to know each other. We're not sure where it's going to lead to, but I'm happy to explore yep. it. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it takes us. 
That is so good. Do you feel so excited? I do. I feel also really calm about it in a way. Um, And also about this other company. There are two different companies. They're both like PR agencies or like, I don't know, create creators that that have reached out and i also feel like i don't need you and and i feel like i'm on the dating seat like i'm i'm dating but (laughs) but i'm married (laughs) yes (laughs) like you're like so detached that everyone wants to date you yeah so um yeah gonna um gonna really look at everything and just make sure that it all feels solid and and good and that's why i'm also really excited about having more teams so it it, i can do these things um and that's what you have to think about like obviously you have to write out the process and stuff like you did today to like you know do that but like the nitty-gritty and the things that they have to figure out and asking you the questions and all of that like that really is the right thing for them to be doing versus for you to be doing because you have to be doing this and having these meetings and exploring that because the more you do this, the more secure their jobs are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like remembering that too, like you're not, you're not like being a bad leader. You're being a focused leader who's like, I know that this is where my limited time and attention has to go to grow this business. So like you let me know what you need from me, but I'm super clear, like where I have to be spending my time, you know? I love that way of looking at it uh, rather than feeling, I feel bad for you not providing you with everything you need. <laughs> right. um, and uh, and the same goes for my team. I've told them there are no emergencies. There's time. We don't have to figure everything out now. We can tell clients that I, I told everyone we're onboarding this new person and this new system. So yeah. there's a delay in everything. Please be patient with us. Blah, blah, blah. Like. I feel like yep. it's so beautiful that in my business, I've made myself a very imperfect human. Um, yes. <laughs> so I I get yeah. to be sick. I get to cancel. I get to have relationship breakdowns. Uh, I get to be a mother. And uh, all my clients are just so, so, so good about it. And if they're not, I yeah. would just... And that's why they love you. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so it, it, it actually feels really, really good. So I really loved about how Erica talked about making yourself an imperfect human in your business. That's so, so, so important. And I love how she framed it up as like, that's what gives her permission to like do the best she can, right? But without having to be perfect because she is so clear that she is imperfect. And I think sometimes that a lot of pressure can come from that online. We feel like we're supposed to present as perfect, but turns out we're all like flawed and perfect humans and it can feel like very tension producing when you feel like you have to pretend you're not, right? Or even a human that gets sick, like Erica, right? You know, like you don't have to pretend you're not these things, you get to own these things. Which also takes me to why we're talking about being so flexible with her upcoming timelines too. Because we need to realize that not only can we be like an imperfect human, but that might mean we have to be imperfect with our own timelines sometimes too, in order to keep adjusting to what's best for us overall. So. It's giving yourself the permission on all levels to be a human being in your business. You know, I think that's why so many of us left the corporate world because it felt like you couldn't just be a human in those spaces. You almost had to leave all the human-y stuff somewhere else, (laughs) you know? And I think that that's why this is beautiful is because you don't have to. Like if you're sick, you are allowed to take that time. If you need to move a timeline, that's more than okay. So just wanted to kind of end on that note of like, you can have an oversold launch and quantum leaps and all of these amazing things at 56K um, launch, all of these amazing things happen. And there still has to be room for being a human, for being imperfect, for changing things up, for moving timelines when you need to. And those don't have to be barriers to your success. They can actually be the thing that helps you create way more success. But there is one thing that I want to talk to you about, and that is the launch plan, because I feel like we've been back and yes. forth about this a little bit. And it is like, and speaking of like security and money and all of that, like I, it is in the back of my mind. Um, totally. And so <clears throat> just revisiting it a little bit, because I was just feeling like, I don't know, if we launch pleasure treats in November, will we like fatigue the list? Um, For January. So... 
we were thinking pleasure treats in in November, right? And then yeah. the new course in January. That's what I'm saying. You're saying fatigue them for the January launch. Yeah, or even like pleasure treats is suit too soon after mm-hmm. Shameless, or is that okay? And like I don't know. I don't. I haven't really tried this before. So, like, with I my mean, own audience, I know I follow people yeah. who sell all the time, and I accept that. Yeah. I haven't bought any any of it, honestly. <laughs> like for on a, when it comes to a lot of those sales, but it it hasn't annoyed me. But I just I yes. don't know. There's this feeling like, will I annoy them? Will I fatigue the list? Will they disappear? And I also know that people are waiting for it, and they're they are different courses. So I'm speaking to different people. I think the thing that's so nice about um, pleasure treats is I think it's a really really perfect downsell from Shameless, where like you know, it's the gap is wide there in terms of like, you know, like what they would be paying and uh, uh, committing to for shameless versus pleasure treats. But maybe I followed that whole shameless launch and I'm fucking obsessed <laughs> and like wanted that, but knew that wasn't the timing. Like I think pleasure treats is such a good downsell from that. But like, you know, what you could always play with is like, maybe it's just like a very mini launch that we're treating more as a downsell, less than a full, you know, big scale launch. So that's something to think about too, just for your own time and energy capacity. And also, you know, to play with that with the audience, like maybe even just like, we just do like a Black Friday week kind of launch or something like that, where it doesn't have to feel like this whole like, um, warm-up event and conversion event and blah, 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 blah. Like it's almost like we just really pare it down and like pleasure treats is just open for a week and we go from there. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I definitely – I thought about a turn-on event and all of that and I was like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. No. Um, yeah. I used to do a monthly event called Ecstatic Pleasure and the plan, yeah. the plan was to rebrand that to – embodied pleasure instead of ecstatic pleasure and for that to be a much more like simple thing uh, like rebranded a little bit and continue doing it once a month so maybe we could we could uh, do that with pleasure treats um, and kick that off with that I mean everything's there we just have to write a little and or maybe not at all maybe I'm just adding more stuff to my plate <laughs> i'm listening to myself <laughs> yeah Shut i'm up. like i mean it's not like a terrible idea but it's not really accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish here, yeah right I'm listening to myself <laughs> going i know i'm not going to turn on event but we're going to rebrand and do this other turn on my event. brain will tell me that i'm going to do a different turn on event <laughs> okay okay so yes no turn on event in just a week yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that I think that sounds good. And I have been telling people that it's coming. I think it's a good time to sell it. But then I was feeling into this whole like, oh, my God, creating this new course in January at the moment feels feel super overwhelming. Um, and there are two things that come up there when it comes to creating that course. It's a video based course. Yeah. And so there's video production. Uh by then um my assistant will be onboarded and all the client stuff and all of that will be just super automated. So there will be time and focus for her to kind of just do that. Um but I have this idea in my head that uh creating video has to be super complicated and like perfect mm-hmm. and all of that. I'm working through those thoughts and I think it doesn't have to be that complicated. Um, In fact, when I, I feel like I, when I teach best is like this format, like a small screen, like it doesn't have to be a fancy couch with all the flower arrangement and like, Oh God, no. And like, you know, far away, like full body picture, you know, like all of that. Um, But I've had this thing in my mind, like the time Mm. zone thing, like this is the thing in my mind. And really what I just need to do is like, I could literally sit here and and record everything. I just obviously need a a better, I need better light and a better camera. Um, And I, um, but like just choosing 
a simple frame in the apartment and sit there and record it. And it can be super informal, but I have like, there's this thing about it that it has to be so formal because it's on video and it's going to be on video and like people are going to watch it and I'm not really in control of it anymore kind of mm -hmm. like when it's a live call it feels so interactive and that can yeah. be like mm -hmm. here and in your face but when it when I had this idea or when I see myself creating this video course or video based course it was like it has to be so formal <clears throat> so it's good to just talk through that I think almost the opposite. Yeah. I think that that would, like, I would almost, if you came to me and said that that was the plan, I would almost try to talk you out of that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, because that's so not your brand and that's so not your vibe of teaching is, like, this super formal, perfected, super far away, like, do you know what I mean? Like, your brand is, like, close, intimate connection with you, that kind of thing. And so – I think to do anything other than you just like being on a screen like this would almost feel like disjointed in a way. Do you know? Yeah. It's good to hear you say that. And I agree. Um, and when I uh, – and so my new vision, I feel like I'm just re <laughs> – Yes. Reshaping. clicking Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Looking mm -hmm. into what I wanted to look and feel like. It's that. Um, and I, I really – I would really love to, and here's the thing about fatiguing, fatiguing the list and like using, like, like if we would sell it over Christmas, I don't know if I'm just attached to that idea. Um, but I have this, I, I have this idea that if we sell in January, like after Christmas and the holidays, people don't buy, like it would be too late. Um, mm. Oh, I kind of think the opposite. Really? Yeah. I feel like everyone spends all their money during the holidays and then <laughs> no one wants to buy. And But maybe that's because I used to work in hospitality and, and January and February are like the dead months of hospitality and everyone's mm. like, get their money in, in December. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that totally makes sense. I think it's almost the opposite in, in the coaching space because I think December is, tends to be more like I don't want to work on myself. I just want to relax and enjoy and like close out the year. And I think January is when we get in that headspace of like, this is changing this year. This is changing this year. This is getting my focus. This is going to be different. Like, so I don't think it's bad to sell in December necessarily, but I'm saying like, I do think there's very that much that like new me or new year, new me wave. Yeah. That creates a lot of buyers then. So then we could, I think if I focus, like October is almost over, which is just yeah. cra crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Fuck. Um, but if I focus November on creating shameless, yep. staying sane, um, <laughs> resting, <laughs> resting a little bit, onboarding and like creating all this new stuff with the assistant and uh and a week of pleasure treats mm -hmm. and play like oh my god there's so much to do already um and there's not like it doesn't actually take that much time and effort i think that's yeah. also mm -hmm. where i have to get my new brain on board that it's not that hard um yep mm -hmm. and like when you think of pleasure treats i think you need to think of it as basically being done as opposed to like oh my god it's a launch it's basically like you already have all the emails and all of the content and all of it. Like, you good? Yeah. Yeah. I have to remind myself of that. Um, yeah. And then in December, beginning of December, I'll start recording the course. Yeah, I think that's perfect. And then, like, you'll also – what's nice is you buy yourself a little bit of spaciousness there to move the timeline if you want to. So one of two things is going to happen. You're going to start recording at beginning of December, and you're going to be like – oh my God, that's hysterical that I made this a thing. This content is pouring out of me. This is super easy. Or you're going to be like, actually, like this really is taking more time and energy. And like, I'm just going to move the launch and that's going to be okay. Even if it happens in late Jan or February, but like starting on that beginning of December is going to like provide a guidepost and either thing is going to be okay, but you're just going to have more clarity at that point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, reminding me the whole sales page is done. It's like a 40-page sales page. Yeah. It's beautiful and it's all done. We just have to change the copy a little bit when I change the content. Um, 
<laughs> Maybe pare it down a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'll, you'll get a, a three-week deadline. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is going to take a little bit of time. Um, but it's a beautiful but yeah, sales like, page. Um, but yeah, maybe it's a bit over the top. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of it is already done. But I'm thinking I don't want the course to start until mid-January anyways. So even yep. – And I think – what we saw with Shameless was that a three-week launch was so good for a new program. Yep. For me, for the receiver, for the audience, for the buyer. And so even though okay. this, this will be, I haven't decided on the cost yet, but like between 500 to 1,000 euro investment, mm -hmm. still three weeks is is good because then it doesn't feel so rushed. We could start launching like after Christmas or just at Christmas yeah. and and then launch all the way through the beginning of January and then be begin the course begins mid January. I love that timeline if it but I really want like but not I get love attached it, right? To it. But I yeah. really want you to not be attached there yet because I want you to just feel like you have spaciousness. Like remember how when we were talking about money, we were talking about like how it can be that um, intensity to repeat it, or it can be like, well, I have way more than enough now. So it buys me time. Yeah. So I want you to think about that too. Like, obviously you want to get this launch out, but like part of the value of just having a 56 K launch is that if this launched mid January or mid February, it kind of doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so just remembering that piece too, which is like, you just bought yourself spaciousness. So don't not take it. Yeah. If you need it, you might not need it. Like this might be I think, like, with reworking that video stuff and all that, it might be, like, really, really, really simple. But, like, it's on deck if you want it. Yeah. Does that feel good? Yes, it does. I think more than anything, there's just such a desire to create this. Um, yeah. And You've been so excited about this. Yeah. And I really want to um, dedicate time towards it and get started. So, um, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Good. Okay. So you're going to let your team know pleasure treats. We're kind of shifting, condensing a little bit. And November is just pleasure treats, onboarding, and what was the third thing? Oh, and shapeless, obviously. <laughs> Building, running, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's October 20th. Um, so maybe we should launch Pleasure Treats like November 17th to the 24th, for example. Do you want it to be part of like that Black Friday stuff or do you want to miss out on that? Oh, uh, true. When and by miss out, I don't mean like miss <coughs> out, but I mean like, like not be part of it. <laughs> uh, when is Black Friday? It is the 26th. Mm. Okay. Well, might as well, right? I kind of feel like you – it's not going to hurt to be part of that, you know, because that is sort of like the, like, urgency vibe too. Like, get this thing now. It's only here for now and, like, all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, you're in some noise, but I also feel like people's brains are a little programmed to be in buy mode too. So maybe if you did from the, like – even the like, I don't know, I know we said a week, but <laughs> even if you did from like the 19th to the 29th or something, yeah, that could work. Because that's like a Friday to that Cyber Monday. So you get a lot of lead up time. So they know they can buy, but they also can buy during that window. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did 10 days. Last last time. Okay. I will – but yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, okay, good. Then they get the weekly newsletter on Wednesday the 17th, and then the launch begins on the Friday the 19th. Yep. And then we can, yeah, use – like utilize Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but we're not – but we're starting way sooner than that, so we're like ahead of the noise. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
But those last minute buyers on Cyber Monday, like that's a good like window to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to add, I want to add two more practices to pleasure treats. So it's like, and then of course, everyone who's already bought get those two practices too. So yeah. we're expanding the product, but not the price this time. Um, good. I love it. And everything else will be more or less the same. Yeah. I think this is good. Okay, but, good. So permission, spaciousness, that's what we're going for. You focus on shameless and onboarding. Let your team know dates and we will go from there. Does that feel good? That feels good. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm in Basecamp if you need anything and I hope that you have a better week, feel so much better, and I will talk to you soon. And congratulations again. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.